Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, April 8th. It is episode 59, and I am Tony. And I am Dennis. And we welcome you, and we welcome ourselves with our intros. Shall we begin? We shall. All right, excellent. Because it's been a busy day, I know. Oh, so it's, t- it's tell, been too busy. This days. is a great. This is a great part for intro. Why don't you say why you've been so busy? Because we're actually recording a little bit, just a little bit later than we normally would. Yeah, like four hours later. Than yeah, normal. just about, just a few hours. Yeah. Well, and, and the big thing is, my wife's car had been having some issues, so I drove it to work two weeks ago, and it broke down. And it, we left it abandoned at work for two weeks. And then we came to get it fixed yesterday. And it had even more problems. And by the time we got to the point, got it to a point where we could fix what the original problem was, it was already almost five o'clock. And the next fix was going to take about four hours. So we're like, um, let's just call it a night. So we spent... Seven and a half hours yesterday working on the car. Mm. And then we started again this morning and we spent another five hours working on it today. And yay, her car's fixed. So, you know, when I play Mad Max, it takes like three seconds to upgrade my car. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, it's amazing. You might need to get yourself a black finger. I'm, I might need to get a black finger. Yeah. I might need to do or, or, you know, not do all the mechanic work myself. Like, Hire that out, but that's expensive. It can that's be, stuff. depending on what it is. I mean, depending on how many hours of work it is. <laughs> yeah, I just took mine in just for a oxygen sensor swap out because at this point, I don't do a lot anymore uh, outside of maintenance, like, like oil, oil changes, changes and stuff. Yeah, and you know, it's like, okay, well, the part was half the price and the labor was the other half. And it's like, I wonder how long it would have taken me to change out the rear oxygen sensor. I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah, you probably don't want to know because some of those oxygen sensors take like a minute and a half to fix. Yes. And I would just rage because you pay the manual amount. But yeah, because I know, I know I had a car that had an oxygen sensor go out and I pulled out the book and I looked at it and it was like, wait a minute it's that part right there that I don't have to take anything off of to do. I can literally just unscrew it and screw the new one in and hook everything up. They wanted to charge like 200 bucks for it. It's like, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Put the man down. Well, yeah, because we, everyone was asking, well, where's Tony at the pinball tournament yesterday? Yep. Because was, you weren't able to make it. I, I, I was hoping we'd get her done, but like I said, we got, we didn't even get to start. It was so terrible. We didn't get to start on what, our original goal to fix was so one thing after another that's yeah. okay it was bonding time i spent the last two days with my dad working on a car that's that's good mm-hmm. yeah so you know than the fact that it was working on a car well yeah yeah it's more i guess it's probably a speculating you know a bit more enjoyable when my dad and i just go out to pick up a pinball machine instead and yeah. just talk and because yeah. then you're not under the car. Right. Because at this point, I always have to be under the car for anything. Right. So, so, yeah. uh, there, there's also much much less swearing and yes. throwing of items. Well, yeah. I, my, well uh, sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, last weekend was I had to do a toilet swap. And I wrangled <laughs> my dad in to help me with that. So we could lift it off. and Because so, I apparently I put in a cleaner. It... Seemed to dissolve out the the rubber. And it's it, clean. Uh, yeah, it was super These clean. Pipes it's super are well clean. I, so I bought the new. So I bought the new. <laughs> I bought the new kit. It didn't come with the right size gasket, so that was my initial problem. But I even noticed 
the lines where the tank mounts onto the toilet itself, mm-hmm. those lines turned out to be cracks all the way through. So now that there was no sediment in there anymore and probably expanding those cracks when I tightened on the new bolts, yeah. it then started to sweat water every few seconds. And so I was like, okay, it's buy a new toilet day. Of course, that was at 9.30 p.m. So it was not... Home Depot is open till 10, but we were not doing a toilet. Uh, It only took about an hour to actually pull the old one and put the new one in. And, you know, I go and replace the ring. You're not supposed to clean the toilet by just dumping straight in your attic into the tank, right? It said dump all three packets in if dirt, if extra dirty. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Because it's just supposed to get, because it's just, it's in the clean water section. It's just, it's just hard, you know, it's just minerals. So minerals and rubber. My hands were stained all week. Uh, from that black rubber, just going in with because the flapper was black rubber, the rings were black rubber, the gasket was black rubber, and it would all just disintegrate in my hands, <laughs> like, like safety glass shattering. Wow, that was the sound that was in my brain when it happened. Uh, so that was last weekend, and then uh, this week uh, uh, was four hundred three club. Mm-hmm. So I went. Uh, it took it took a little longer. I usually get wiped out pretty quick, and that was pretty much the case. Just, uh, I had to buy the first round, uh, and then I was sent to losers, and then I won in losers, and everything was 2-0. I didn't take anyone to 3 And then I won in losers. Yeah, well. I'm ready to go home. I was, my grub on. Overwatch League was on, and I went, <laughs> and, my, and the match was coming up. But we're not going to talk about that, because no one wants to hear about that. And, uh, oh, there's a, a new podcast, I think. I'm not sure, but I'm going to plug it. It's, uh, Pinball News and Pinball Magazine have teamed up the editors of those two publications, and they seem to be doing a news recap podcast that, assuming it moves forward, will be a monthly. So they'll basically go out once a month and say, here's everything relevant to pinball that's happened in the last month. So they had a two-plus-hour episode going mostly over TPF, but all the news coming out. So I have a link in the show notes if anyone wants to check that out. I know there's also another podcast that came out that is oriented it's from the perspective of a spouse who her husband is into pinball and now yes there's a podcast talking about what it's like to be married to someone who's in the hobby i haven't listened to it so i don't have a link in the show notes to it but i know it's out there so if people can dig that up if, if it is of interest i'll have to have to play that for the wife yeah she you might know, she might become you want, you, you i might. think it's mrs pin's podcast i think is what it's called so she yeah she might like it i i don't know i can't i i can't give an opinion on it yet uh and finally before we actually go into the main stuff uh i wanted to note a question i saw that came in to our discord which go to eclecticgamers.com if you want to join the discord i got links to all the everything the discord the instagram you know, we read all that stuff off a lot here, but if you ever want a direct link, that's the site to go to. Uh, from and it works because I just re-upped yes. it. Yes, it does. <laughs> I tested it before I put before I was I name dropped. I'm like, well, let me make sure it was supposed re-up. to. It was going to expire tomorrow. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like when my phone plan was expiring. How interesting. Um, so this one uh, from uh, Call Me Stream was the handle on Discord, but in Ready Player One, many people use pop culture avatars inside the Oasis. What would you choose for your avatar in the Oasis? I thought that'd be a good one to talk about here at the end of the intros. I've already had this discussion. You have? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I thought, oh, I've not, I had not really contemplated it. So you already know. I already know. 
I would have a mountain dwarf who looked like he'd been he'd been uh, 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 absorbed by the board. Full on cybernetic half machine half man dwarf wielding a big old hammer and laser rifle. There hmm. you go. Is there a, a reason behind it? Because it would be awesome. Because it would be awesome. Okay. Hmm. I, when I play D&D, even though my main character that I've been playing lately is a half-orc barbarian, uh, the majority of my, my, my D&D time is almost always as a dwarf. I almost, that, that's mm, my preferred that's, play style is, okay. is, is, a, is a dwarf, uh, character. And, I mean, just, it seriously be the night, the whole sci-fi magic, like, like Gimli and Star Trek type thing going on. Yeah, I'd be full on. Yeah. No doubt at all. It, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I would be the most sympathetic character from Lord of the Rings. That would be Saruman the White. <laughs> because, like you, I usually play in D and I'm thinking D and E style. So I usually play some sort of spellcaster. Yeah. Don't tend to lean wizard style, but you tend to it, heal. Yeah, I do. But Christopher Lee look in Saruman, it, it, it works pretty well. But uh, and but I'm thinking more narratively. I always thought the character was far. It's it's a far more complicated character than what is presented in the films. Oh, very much so. But of course, I'm not saying I would role play him. I'm just saying that I always there was a lot. That's his. He's got a sad story, so he needs someone to rep him a little bit better than he repped himself. So yeah, that'd be how I would lean. Uh, but of course I'm going at from a fantasy skew. If I start thinking in other Oasis terms and I start thinking in a sci-fi setting, I would hate to do that. I want to be something else, probably with, uh, pew pew lasers, maybe a little bit of tales from the blood dragon going on with a, I need a little HUD thing like from, <laughs> from the last Starfighter, the guy, you remember the general has a little red we thing. Die. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you know, they're supposed to be rebooting that. I know they are. The uh, uh, I, I saw some of the uh, uh, stuff online. The uh, they they tweeted out some. Oh, uh, what do you want to call them? Like storyboard type mm, shots. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. It holds up. Good. Kind of. Kind of. Well, we take what we can get at this day and age. So, speaking about what we get, let's go ahead and get on into the pinball segment. Let's get it on! And let's open with the news that was announced probably 45 minutes after we stopped recording the last episode, and that is Stern Pinball's next title is Iron Maiden. I full-on head-desked when it came out, when that news dropped, because it was just like, oh, come on, really? You couldn't have dropped this an hour ago? But apparently not. Apparently they couldn't drop it at TPF either. Yeah. It's not like it was a surprise. We've all known it. We knew it at TPF. We knew it oh, before sure. TPF. They were, I mean, so. it wasn't, it wasn't exactly subtle with Titanium Man. <laughs> Titanium Man. <laughs> Which though, as an original theme, could be pretty cool. We'd have to see. It depends. What Titanium Man are you doing? I don't have any idea. That's why I had to say, you know, it has potential. I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure... I'd have to look it up. I'm pretty sure Titanium Man is a Marvel villain. Mm. Oh, well. Marvel and its Z-list villains are of no interest to me. But it would make sense for Stern to do it because they have uh, an established relationship with That's Marvel. That's true. The uh, the show notes will have a link to This Week in Pinball's summary of, of the Iron Maiden details. But I'd like to, to go through it. I, well, let's address the mini controversy first because I... I figure we might as well, even though no one really is going to care at this point about it. 
And that is the announcement got a lot of collector pushback, probably because it was a pretty lame announcement. It was, well, I think it was because of a mix. There were three things and I've seen people, the reason why I want to address this is I've seen some people who got really defensive about the announcement online and I don't know why they were so defensive. They weren't all behind it. I don't know if it's because they're friends with the people who came up with the idea or they were at the event itself or what, but let me, from an outside perspective, I wasn't, I I caught it afterwards. So I don't, it didn't affect me, but there were three things that happened. One was that the announcement didn't show any of the gameplay. Okay. I don't think that was in any way surprising. No. That's completely consistent with how Stern has done these sort of teaser-style announcements before. In fact, I thought they had even indicated there wouldn't be any gameplay or anything shown. Yeah, so. no, I mean, they've definitely done okay. that before. Because I remember with Guardians, the very first time we saw gameplay was on Dead Flip. Right. So... So it's like, okay, well, I, I get why people won't care about an announcement if there isn't even a photo of the game, but y- y'all should have seen that one coming. So I thought, you know, that one, yeah, I think that's being a little bit silly. Second thing was that in order, if you wanted to see it, if you wanted to see the announcement, quote unquote, live, you had to watch a pinball tournament. Okay, I have a little more sympathy because watching competitive pinball doesn't always work very well and it doesn't work for a huge segment of people who hate competitive pinball and trying to tie these releases to competitive pinball that closely okay i guess i can see why people would get upset but on the flip side you didn't have to watch it live you could have just watched the announcement you know two minutes later on facebook so again i don't see you know that was your own fault if you want to sit there you know what would have been cool i'm just going to float this out there you float now it would have been cool if they'd uh, done with this, like was in that that old Nintendo movie with with Fred Savage, the Wizard, the Wizard, mm. where suddenly they rolled out, and for the final game of the tournament, it was Super Mario Three, which nobody had ever even seen before. Just walking final game of the tournament, Iron Maiden. Nobody's ever played it. Good luck. That would have been interesting. <laughs> I, I that that would have been mad props for that. Mad props. See, that would have been awesome. It would have. No, no. This was <laughs> Even another, though it's on like right. triple beta, no. it's like on alpha right. code. I know I've kind of <laughs> cited in favor of the announcement on these first two of the three points, but understand that the announcement was in no way awesome. It was, it was, no, uh, it was. The teaser was, was lame. I mean, it was, it was some music and it was the name and it somehow still took 30 seconds to show. Uh, uh, yeah. It was weird. No, the third thing was the person who was emceeing the event apparently was quite intoxicated and it was, an embarrassment and you know what uh probably would have been good i'm just saying stern that you probably should have gone out and issued an apology for paying someone to behave in that fashion no kidding that was a disgrace to pinball so yeah you you gotta own that one i mean i understand i've seen plenty of drunk people playing pinball but you shouldn't be emceeing it drunk that's a different level you're working there you're actively working you want to look like amateur hour there you go that's a 101 that's a 101 step just go ahead ahead and get someone who's falling off the wagon great (laughs) so anyway so so that was that was when we were recording a few days later was when there was the surprise dead dead flip stream and it was like here we go we're going to show gameplay there was just unfortunately it was done at 3.30 Central Time. So unless you were on the East Coast, chances are 
you were working in America, at least you were working when the stream was going on. And because of reasons, I'm not sure of the reasons, but there were reasons. Uh, Jack Danger, who runs Deadflip, was not allowed to archive the footage. So no one can go back and watch it. So up until just a few days ago where some other people have started to clip things, no one really got to go back and revisit it. Which is unfortunate because it was a really good stream. Well, I actually, I was able to watch the first 30 minutes before I left work. And then I caught... Don't tell your boss. Well, my... Yes, I let's not tell my boss because he wouldn't care. But, but, <laughs> but, but I'm sorry, I can't even play it. He's like, no, he, he, <laughs> he wouldn't was, care. He was too busy watching March Madness to have... Oh, probably. Or he was out of town at yet another meeting. Yeah, what, <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. I'm the one who stays... I'm the one who stays in town and works. So why is it all the meetings we send you to are in Hawaii and Bermuda? What does that have to do with Kansas? You know that actually he refused. That, that's an interesting. That's an interesting one because there are national conventions that will go there. He actually refuses to go to the ones that are in exotic locations because he thinks it looks bad to use taxpayer money to go to. So even if it's going to be a good conference, he won't go to Hawaii. He and he encourages the board to reject sending board members as well. So. Don't let that be fooled, though. If it's if it's DC, it's all the time, all the time, and it's <laughs> expensive out there too. But anyway, that's beside the point. The uh, so I caught that part where which is where uh, Keith Elwin. This is his first game. He's the one who designed Iron Maiden. It's very much reminiscent of his Archer layout, which was a homebrew game he was working on uh, before he worked for Stern. That he walked through all the rules, how all the shots work, what his design philosophy is. He didn't just do the playfield. He's designed the. He's not the programmer, but he designed the rules. And I caught once I got home, I was able to catch a little bit of the actual gameplay footage because they were just walking through everything originally. So anyway, there are photos and such up at uh, at this week in pinball. But I wanted to go over a few of the the features um, because. You know, last episode was when I made my Empire Strikes Back remark on why I had in that Critics Choice thing out of TPF said I wasn't, I didn't agree with the majority of y'all who were backing this. Oh, it's going to be all about all the manufacturers this year. And I thought, I thought the highlight to me was going to be that this is the year where Stern turns on the Death Star and starts blowing up manufacturers because fear will keep the local, the local builders in line. (laughs) And, this, I think, was a good case in point. Four flippers, even on the Pro. What was the last Stern Pro game that had four flippers? I have no idea. I don't know if there was one. I, I, it may predate the the Pro Premium LE model. What was the last one that had three on it? Uh, Metallica, I guess. I think it's Metallica. Metallica or Star Trek. I think Metallica is newer. Yeah. Um, I mean, multiple flipper, like Aerosmith's third flipper, that's premium LE. The four flippers on Game of Thrones, LE premium. Um, it's a, So, I mean, right there, it's like, okay, you're you're even putting four flippers on the pro. The LE has eight. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm no, kidding. I'm no, kidding. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. No, that, no, that's just no, no. no it, it does not. Uh, I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll go through the features real quick. But all right, here's what they all have. All right, they've got 12 Iron Maiden songs. I'm not an Iron Maiden fan. I don't know yeah, Iron Maiden music, know. so you know I'm not going to go over that. The four flippers I mentioned. The two the two spinners. This is on all models. Two spinners. You'd think that wouldn't be that much of a noteworthy thing, but again. After that Star Trek Metallica period, they started taking the spinners off the Pro. 
That was one of the complaints about Guardians of the Galaxy because the software, when you would go into the mystery hall, would light super spinner, but there was no, no spinner. spinner to super. So it was a super duper spinner of fail. <laughs> they finally programmed that out. So two spinners on all models, uh, three banks of drop targets on all models, uh, metal and wire form ramps on I all like models. That a That's lot. another that big is change. Nice. Because even going back to Metallica and Star Trek, they had plastic ramps on, yeah. the, pro, on the pro units. Uh, a captive ball on all models and a sort of um, a bullseye target that's sort of in the center kind of where you might normally associate a bash toy. And this is a, a feature that Keith has uh, played around. That was like the highlight feature from his Archer layout. Yeah. Sort of a, it's almost like a very target, but instead of how hard you hit it and how far back it goes to give you points, it's the more centered it is. It's like three switches, three rings. The more valuable it is, the more centered you are. So that's what's on all of them. The... um. From what they've said, and I have not seen any images yet of the art packages or anything regarding the premiums and the LEs. The the premium is supposed to be an Egyptian themed art package for the for the translite in the cabinet, and the LE artwork is supposed to be some sort of battlefield theme. Uh, the premium and LE versions are going to have a physical motorized sarcophagus ball lock. So what's going to happen is the, it's going to have a lift ramp, kind of like the bicycle ramp. Uh, bicycle girl ramp on the walking dead yeah but there's a ball lock mechanism that will be available under that instead of the virtual lock which yeah. the pro will have uh, there'll be a motorized guardian that will reveal the pharaoh's tomb entrance so that'll be there'll be another uh toy there um there'll be a controlled middle pharaoh laser cut metal ramp and that will also raise <laughs> to reveal the a scoop which represents the underworld shot um, they'll have a Newton ball, which will be to serve as a sensor. I think there's a stand up in that, in the, on the pro model to do that feature, a stand up target. Uh, Egyptian temple plastics, it'll be multi-layered. If you've noticed ever on Sharky shootout, the plastics, there are plastics on top of yes. plastics layered. They're going to do that on the premiums and LEs, the layer plastics to give more depth and, uh, two custom Eddie toys. There'll be sculptures of their, the Eddie is their mascot, yeah. the mummy. So, so that's on the premium LE. And then the LE version will come with a shaker. Stern had stopped putting shakers in all their LEs. Uh, their, their pin glass, that HD glass, the non-reflective yep, glass. The super glass. Yep. Uh, a better speaker system, uh, brushed foil cabinet artwork, uh, mirrored back glass, powder coat, side armor, and a custom shooter rod with Eddie as the shooter. So. And the LE run is 500 units. So that's it in a nutshell. I know you didn't get a chance to see the, see the, game see the game Have play. you? What are your thoughts either from the photos you've seen or just running through these features? Based upon everything, and, and I mean, the, have there has there been a price? Have they made a price change or are they still running with their normal prices on these? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> the, I think... Because I don't, I don't always remember what the retail price is on everything that gets listed. The, and the reason why I'm hedging right now is I want to think that the issue was the price is basically, basically the same as has been other, other games, but they've lowered the MSRP. So what I've heard is that the MSRP is lower now, but the 
actual take-home price didn't go down because of that. So, the, the, so right, yeah. Right. So the MSRP is 6000 Sorry, fifty nine ninety nine for the Pro. And so the street price is expected to be about fifty five to fifty six hundred. I thought you could get Star Wars Pro for about fifty four, so that'd be about a hundred dollar increase. Uh, the premium is seventy five nine seventy six hundred. I'm not gonna do that ninety nine stuff. So that's expected to be about seventy three hundred if you were to call a distributor. And the limited edition was nine thousand dollars, which those don't go down much. That was expected to be about eighty eight hundred if you were to have if you didn't get one already, they're gone. Yeah. No one no one seems to be able to find a a distributor that still has stock available. So, so, okay. So much like how it seemed, it seems like practically speaking, maybe another hundred dollars, which seems to be roughly what's happening every year at this point or every game at this point. I'm not sure. I, cause, uh, the thing was, yeah, I wanted to think Aerosmith might have been about 5,300. Star Wars, I thought was about 5,400. I thought Guardians was the same. And so, yeah, so about 55, 55, 56. So in line with what they've been doing. Right. Price wise, though the MSRP didn't go up, but but okay. the actual so, pay price is going to be pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. So about what you'd about what you'd expect. I, I always assume with Stern that when it's a new year, they're going to tack one to two hundred dollars on because they've been doing it. Yeah, for well forever. Like when I got Star Trek, my uh my my take home price was uh forty eight forty eight with shipping two doors. Yeah. But, um, okay, so, so pricing in line, yeah. The they haven't they didn't inject line, the price up. For they didn't inject the price up. They've got all these features, the metal ramps, this and that. I, I think um, this is basically them going, hold my beer, mm. and, and throwing everything at the wall and just saying this is what the big dog does. Yeah, I, I think this will end up, well, I think the LE sales – fairly much speak for themselves i think this will be a home run for stern i mean i mean the, the what i've seen of the play field and the little bits of anything i've seen it looks good hmm? it, 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 it and the play field looks nice and like i said i'm not a big iron maiden guy the theme does nothing for me but even there the art even on the the pro looks nice sure so i mean it's nothing it's not again it's not magic but that's just uh, that's a personal opinion thing. If you're an Iron Maiden fan, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. I'm not, so, but I think going with the metal ramps instead of the plastics and going with the the spinners and everything else, yeah, I, I think it's they're they're stepping up to the plate and taking the big swing. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think that the biggest negative, the only negative, is that it's Iron Maiden. And that might be a problem for some people who would otherwise want the game. Yeah. I've, of course, been seeing people who are so interested in this layout that it's a new designer, a new designer who is a very good player. Right. And when explaining his rules, showed how he had things that were designed for really good players to take advantage of, but also had a design philosophy in that vein of a, of a kefir or Lyman sheets where you wanted to make things accessible as well. So one of, when he was walking through it, one of Keith Elwin's big focus points was, Hey, on my game, the way I've done it, every shot is always valuable. It, everything moves you towards something. There's never a time where you're like, I don't want to hit that 
that right ramp. I don't want to hit that left orbit. No, that you always will have value hitting any. If you're hitting shots, you're rewarded. And I think on a, on a it might have been on coast to coast, uh, or it may have been when he was with. Actually, I think it was when he was on Slam Tilt. Uh, he mentioned something about how he didn't like uh, games where, like, I think this has eight or nine modes. You know, he mentioned something about how he didn't like games with 18 modes where you could only shoot particular certain shots. Yeah, an example. <laughs> Basically, he said, I don't like Star Trek. He doesn't like the rules. Uh, personally, I like the rules of Star Trek. But but I, I get where he's coming from and the complexity and depth of that. And as you know, because you've played Star Trek many times, yeah. when you're in a particular mode or when you're not in a mode, if you're not hitting the lit shots, you're getting nothing. It doesn't. You can hit that orbit as many times as you want. You get nothing. And if you're not in a mode, Good you get day, nothing sir. no matter what. You get nothing. Nothing's more devastating on Star Trek than going into a multi-ball without being in a mission. Oh, it's terrible. Because it's a waste. It's a total waste. But so he he doesn't agree with that approach. And he wants this style where things are always moving forward. And some things are more lucrative. Like if you do an alley pass or commonly referred to as shat scene. And it goes backwards out up an inlane. He's got a target on the left that if it goes high enough and hits that target, it will know based off the sequence of switch hits that you shatzed. So you get bonus. You get a letter spotted or something. You get a reward. It's only accessible if you do it that way. And another feature where one of his flippers, if you hold it up to give yourself a gentle feed, it reduces the points of some other aspect because it's harder to flip on the fly and hit your shot. So you get rewarded if you do that instead of cradling or right or holding things in position to make make them nice and gentle so and all that comes out of his experience of playing pinball and at a high level so so i think that's really exciting uh obviously art package it's zombie yeti so of it course was, he hit it, it out of the park i guess some people were worried whether or not he would capture the iron iron maiden style because they have their own artists right. to do their own style I've not heard a single person say that he had a miss. Uh, and so I, I mean, that works. It's obviously really full featured even as a pro. So that really works. Uh, and from the dead flip stream, I think Keith said they're over 80%, 90% on code. Like, I, I mean, the games are, are starting to ship now. And he expected it either, if not at one, if not at code 1.0 to be at like 0.98, I believe. Wow. So it's going to be code complete too. Yeah, that's or, impressive. Or near code complete. So, so all that, yeah, all that combined, I think, especially because this is a rookie team. All the design rules, the programmer. This is not. This is not Stern's veterans. This is like here, you guys are the newbies. Go and do your newbie stuff. Well, they, I think, it, I think it will be very, very successful. I yeah. think the fact that the LEs sold out, where it took a while for Star Wars's LEs to sell out. I believe they did, but it took a while. Guardians LEs, I do not believe are sold out. Uh, that this sold out before anyone got to see the art package is impressive. Yes. And part yeah. of that is they didn't do a ridiculous like 800 run count, but, but part of it is just how well this looks. A lot of people want to own the first design of, of Elwin, all that stuff. So I think it's pretty exciting. I, I don't really care to, I mean, I'll be good. I'll be happy to see what the premiums look like just in terms of the gameplay differences. But from the way it's been described, I don't, I think this is going to be in that vein of you're not going to feel like you got cheated out of uh, gameplay features by going pro. It's not, it's not going to be like Game of Thrones where they feel like two totally different right, games. Right, right, right. You know, and, and Stern, that, that's been something where there's an inconsistency. 
Like Game of Thrones feels very, very different. Metallica doesn't feel very different. Right. I don't think Aerosmith feels all that different, even though the upper playfield lacks a flipper. But uh, you could say maybe, maybe Guardians does. I don't. I don't know because I've only played the pro. Yeah. But here. but yeah, I just it really. Or Walking Dead's a good example of one where the premium plays quite a bit different. So yeah. Uh, overall, though, I think this is a, a a a good move. It's helping my prediction be true. That Stern, yeah, well, right, yeah, that Stern's learning from from all the criticism, and I know a lot of people feel like they don't learn fast enough, and that's a fair enough complaint, but I I mean, if the rest of the releases this year are as good as this, right, this is going to be a great year. It's going to be an amazing year. uh, I mean, it's going to be an amazing year for pinball, period. Mm -hmm. But if everything's turned puts out at this level, is it's going to be amazing. I mean, this is Stern full on just sacking up and walking forward and saying, "I am the king for a reason." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's. I know a lot of people question why. Why did they not show this at TPF? And I have no idea. I have. I don't know. I, based upon what I've seen, based upon what I've read, based upon everything else, they would have owned TPF if they showed this at TPF. My my assumption is they don't care about owning TPF. That, I think you're right. I think they don't view TPF as where they make their sales. Could be. And yeah. as we've discussed in prior episodes, it's not like we can think of a time where Stern ever did a reveal at TPF. So no. it's not like this grand. It's not like Stern thing. has their big. I mean, they're there with they're they're there with Marco, but it's not like Stern has some big giant. No, it's like yeah. they might they might push out new code that will be unveiled there. Right. So, you know, little things like that. I mean they yeah, they make sure their games are there, but But they don't they don't treat it like a like like a, a the the end all be all major event that it's pretty much right. becoming. At least for some of the I mean I'm trying to think. I mean, Jersey Jack seems to typically do their reveals at Expo, yeah. not at TPF. Then you get with the program and know what the new Expo is. Uh, obviously, Spooky really favors doing it at TPF. But Spooky is at the point where I think we're going to maybe see one announcement a year. Uh, and so it's a good show. If you're going to do it show-based and they're a boutique, right? I think that makes a lot of sense for them. Well, uh, well, do you think, saying that, do you think Jersey Jack is about to move beyond a one-announcement-a-year stage? No, I do not. Okay. I It would be nice, but the fact that Pirates still isn't shipping yet right. makes me wonder if they're slipping. I, I don't want... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not throwing out there, like, to the level of hobbit or wizard of oz sort of stuff but it seemed like the timeline for dialed in well it was greatly improved versus i mean hobbit was like worse than wizard of oz was in terms of delays but it's i mean expo was quite a while ago they're still going around with the prototypes Mm -hmm. and it's like i i don't know i've just a few things i've been hearing has been there are delays in play I don't know what the delays. I don't know what what part of it is causing a delay. I don't know what the issue is. They're probably their playtesters are probably still trying to choose a character. Uh, that could be, that could be, or they're in the upper playfield and still haven't gotten the ball to fall right. off of it yet. That's a so common the, issue yeah. as well. No, it, it, it's definitely an issue that Jersey has always had, and that they need to see about fixing. Yeah, I I mean. I, I thought after Dialed In, I thought maybe they had things knocked together because Dialed In was such a beautiful 
series and so quickly. Uh, but than this, yeah, and and it's not not. I mean, it's not it's not something rotten in the state of Denmark levels of yeah. of concern. But <laughs> but for example, there are also Hobbit owners who are still frustrated because the code isn't finished on Hobbit. Apparently, I I. I guess I guess it's easy to know if, if you've got the 45 minutes to play the game to figure that out. But I guess one of the final, like the final wizard mode or something still hasn't been released. And I know there's been frustrations because Dialed In got more, was getting more code updates right. where, while Hobbit was sitting. It's the better game. I agree. But and it was probably driven in part because Dialed In had more active sales at the time though i still think when we see the final tallies if, if uh, jersey jack were to ever tell us i wouldn't be surprised to see that dialed in will be their least sold game i think so but but too many people buy purely off theme yeah it's just too important it's mm-hmm. too important but anyway uh yeah so this yeah big big win for stern obviously all preliminary indications show that to be true and i think we'll see one on location here in the near future now, we briefly, just now, mentioned Pinball Expo. It's back. Kinda. That's right. No uh, ba songs out of you. It's back, kinda. Okay, <laughs> this is confusing. This is really confusing. So I'm going to try and summarize it real quick. But then there's a link in the show notes to the article from Pinball News that covers all of this. What we last reported was Pinball Expo that... The traditional Pinball Expo was gone. In its place was going to be two events. One was going to be called Pinball Palooza. And that was the, that was the event that Rob was going to put, Rob and Mike, there, there are two people. There's Rob and Mike and they're partners in Pinball Expo, the old Pinball Expo. Rob felt changes were needed and changes included Mike couldn't be involved anymore. Mike and Rob had disagreements over who owned the rights to Pinball Expo. So Rob was going to do Pinball Palooza, and he was going to do it a month earlier in another nearby city. Rob, or no, sorry, that was Rob. Mike was going to keep the Pinball Expo dates and location, but he wasn't going to call it Pinball Expo. He didn't announce what it was going to be called. But since they were arguing over who owned the name, no one was going to call anything Pinball Expo. Okay. It's now been indicated that Rob has secured the name Pinball Expo and all of its liabilities. He has he has all of its rights and all of its liabilities. So that means he has the expo obligations, including the next this year and next year, is my understanding. There's two years left on the contract at the Westin, which is the facility at the these particular dates that were already chosen. So now Rob has to put a show on at that date and that time. He can call it Expo, though. So Expo is now back on the calendar at exactly the same place at exactly the same time with exactly the same name that we thought was going to happen last year. With half the control crew. Right. With Well, Rob's already announced certain replacements coming in to help bring in the games and to help run the vendor hall. Yeah. Mike... I'm not sh- I I'm confused on what's going on with Mike. He's been on Pinside, he's been vocal and he has been complaining quite a bit that he was misled, that he thought he was still going to be able to have the Western space and uh, it's weird. 
This whole thing is weird. So before we go into the weirdness, I, I want to say it's it's unclear to me if Mike is planning to run a rival event now because he does not have the contractual obligation to put anything in place. When Pinball Palooza was announced, Mike made it sound like on Pinside that he had to run an event in place of Expo during Expo's date and time at that hotel. Right. Because he was stuck with the obligation. Even if he couldn't use the Pinball Expo name, he had to fulfill the contract. He was the one stuck with it. Like he signed the contract, so he was stuck with the contract or something along those lines. Right. So as near as I can tell, he wants to do another. He still wants to do a pinball event. And apparently he had been in discussion with the people who do the Midwest Gaming Classic, which is sort of a nearby event that happens, to see about doing another Midwest Gaming Classic over in the Illinois Mm -hmm. side of things. But I don't think anything from him is happening this year. That's my sense, but I'm not certain because I can't. I I can't tell. I can't imagine throwing something together this fast anyway. Yeah, that, and that's what a lot of people were concerned about: the idea of Pinball Palooza. Could the area support two shows? He only has six months to put it together, and it would have to happen in September rather than October. All right, the whole Pinball Palooza, all that got liberated. He doesn't right. have to hold that event. Now, here's the thing. I think the that area can definitely hold or handle two shows. What it can't handle is two shows four weeks apart. Mm. It can handle two shows six months apart easily. I mean, there's a big enough draw. It's central enough in the U.S. You'll get a fair number of people. So if they were, so if there was a spring and fall show, I think they'd be okay. I think one of the shows would still be smaller. They'd probably both be smaller. They'd both take hits. But I think it would be much more likely to handle than going, well, we just went to Chicago for for Pinball Palooza, and we got to go back to Chicago for Expo in three weeks. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a good point. I, and I agree with the, uh, with the airport nearby and everything. There's not, there's not really... There's not really a reason why you couldn't have two shows if they were on opposite times of the year. Right. Or anything. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm trying to factor in the vendors willing to get vendor space and take and take people willing to bring their games, but yeah, I mean, it's a fairly populated area. Right. They wouldn't have to necessarily be the same people bringing everything every time. Uh the issue that's coming up right now though is the the drama of the fallout cuz this obviously has been very very messy. Mike clearly did not want to be cut out of Expo. And the way it's going online is there are fact. I mean, there are factions. There are factions that have formed up. No, was this decided? Was this decided through arbitration? Is that what it was? Well, they or... both had lawyers involved, right? And that's why I'm confused. <sighs> Mike's statements do not seem consistent to me, and that's where. And I don't know if it's just that he's confused or. If this is like a sympathy ploy or what, but, and let me, obviously it's like, I don't know Rob and I don't know Mike. What I know is that when I saw people complaining about Expo, they blamed Mike, that he was the guy who was going around yelling at vendors and making volunteers not want to go back. There's a different perspective that comes out, especially through Pinside, where there are a lot of Mike supporters who feel he got railroaded by Rob. Mike was a big contributor. Mike did all the really hard work and Rob just wants to go off and and do his own thing, thinking it's all going to be easy and let Mike take all the blame for everything just because Mike loses his temper sometimes. 
What I have a problem with, because I've never been there, so I've never experienced. Mike's never been mean to but me. Rob's never been him. nice to me. The issue is I'm having I don't understand I don't understand Mike's statement that he got he's he's going on saying he got tricked. That he was assured by Rob that he would get to keep the expo date at the dates and look the Western location right. in October. But they both had lawyers involved. What is this? I don't this does, uh, it this sounds, makes it, no sense. It sounds like arbitration. He well and I they apparently hammered something out but in a way Rob got everything. Rob, right. I'm assuming there was a a payment of some sort. He got the rights to the name, he got the rights to all the other assets it controls and he got stuck with all the liabilities. And Mike's going on to Pennside and he's complaining essentially that he didn't know he would lose the liability. He's not calling it a liability, but you know, he'd lose the liability about having that Weston date. That's his date. He was assured by Rob he would get to keep that. Well, did he not read what he signed? Yeah. It doesn't make any, that's what doesn't make any sense to me. I have no idea if Rob promised him anything or not, but if he has a, if Mike had a lawyer involved, his lawyer should have clearly spelled out to him, this is what you're getting. Nothing. You're getting, you're getting out of it. That's what this deal is. And I just don't believe a lawyer didn't tell him that. So he either didn't. I used to think like you, but I've seen enough stuff with lawyers lately. Well, I've seen some, I've seen some poor, I've seen some poor lawyering myself. So, you know, but the bottom line is he's throwing it all back on Rob. So even though it looks, you know, you read this pinball news article and you think, okay, well, it's settled. Right. He, my, Rob's not going on Pinside saying anything that I have seen yet. But Mike is going there, stirring the pot, complaining about how he got treated. And now instead of this, oh, well, I didn't want to stop working with Rob. Now it's, well, now Rob tricked me and I've been cheated out of my Weston dates. And some people aren't going to go because of that, because they're siding with Mike. And that's the right. I just think. No, that, yeah. I, anything that happened had to have involved signed papers. And if you don't oh, didn't no, no. read the signed papers, then. And he had, well. Right. And he, he, no one's saying that. The papers weren't signed or anything. It's just, you know, and, and then there are issues with Rob saying something one place, but another place it sounds different. So, you know, what's going on? There's a, a again, Rob hasn't been weighing in, but someone said, well, Rob has banned Mike from showing up to Expo. He's not even allowed to come as an attendee. And that's not been refuted. So that's turned people off as well. Like, wow, talk about bitter. Why don't you hold a grudge some? I, after you know, winning. I, after winning. Yeah, right. So you've got things like that, too, which I don't know if they're true or not. They could very well be. So the thing is, as long as this – it looks solved, but as long as this drama festers, the only thing it will do is hurt attendance. Right. And we might still end up back in the place where we were, which is a dead expo. Now, do you care if expo dies? No. Nor do I. Here's we have to cover this because it's news. <laughs> There are a lot of shows out there, and I know Expo has always been been considered one of the big ones with lots of announcements and this and that. But I'll tell you right now, it's not in the it's not even near the top of the the ones I've considered going to. I there, there's other ones that are higher in my interest level to go to. Yeah, and it's not like it's a long way away. I mean, it's Chicago from Kansas City. It's not that long of a drive. Several of the others I want to go to are in the same distance category. I just Expo's never had that kind of pull for me that it does for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's just I think for a lot of people it's 
tradition and they just think it makes sense. And it does make sense that you'd have an event near where most of the manufacturers are. I mean, most of them are all based near there. Yeah. But you know what? It's This is pinball. We used to have Bally Williams and it went away. We used to have Gottlieb and it went away. Pinball Expo can go away too, and we we can be okay with that. Yeah, it may, there was a time where it was like the only show. Right, that time has passed. So, if people want to be bitter and take sides on this, I mean, I really don't. I really don't care. I don't care if this event succeeds or fails because I don't think it's that important to the hobby whether it succeeds or fails. It's yeah. just an event. So. And, and as we know, as we noted, and why some people were really annoyed about things about Iron Maiden not being there and such, the issue with Texas Pinball Festival is, for all intents and purposes, it has eclipsed Expo for events. It is, I mean, it had the P3 Cosmic Kart Racing announcement. It had the Kingpin demonstration-ish. I can't say it's an announcement because I kind of announced yeah. it ahead of time, but you know, the, that prototype build there. And then of course, Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle was there. So Stern used it to unleash a couple new code updates on two of their currently produced games. It's Expo now. I mean, yeah. they, the, you know, the deep root guys were walking around there at the event. You had, uh, Gomez was there. Steve Ritchie was there. Lyman Sheets was there. You, Mark Ritchie was there. I mean, it's the new expo. So that's why I don't, I wouldn't worry. Folks, don't worry too much about this. Unless, unless it's like. Unless you really love expo. Sure. I mean, if or it's expo your, is your club. I mean, right. If it's your close event. I don't, I'm not saying don't care, but don't think that like this is some serious blow to the hobby. There's plenty of, there, there are plenty of other shows that will pick up the slack. Well, right. And here's the thing. Even if somehow expo dies, it wouldn't, I would be amazed if there wasn't some new show in the Chicago area within a couple of years. Yeah, I think it, I think it's almost inevitable. The critical mass, it's like a black hole right. there. Cause there's so much manufacturing that's nearby. I mean, Spooky's just over in Wisconsin. You've got a lot of the people doing the design on the Jersey Jack side are in that area. Right. Obviously Stern is in that area. It's just got so much critical mass. Uh, part suppliers like Pinball Life are there. It, it's, it's, yeah, something will happen. Don't, don't, don't fret. Don't fret. <laughs> but in the meantime, that's the, the the news going on with Pinball Expo. Uh, that's really all I had for news in the category of pinball. Uh, so I think we should transition a little bit to this very odd event called the Trash Talker Invitational Podcaster Bloodbath. And I don't even know why we're reporting on this, but we will. Um <laughs> Uh, well, well, I know why we, because we got invited. It was strange. We got an invitation, but it wasn't an invitation to compete. It was an invitation to apply to complete. Uh, I don't get invited to apply. You just, inv- <laughs> you invite me if you want me. You know, this is, this is how I'm the one with the microphone. This is how it works. <laughs> but hey, all right. So I thought, oh, interesting. They've got some hubris going on. Let's, let's look into this further. Uh, so it's just a, it's just a side event. It's like a side tournament that's going to be happening during replay FX. Unfortunately, neither Tony nor myself are going to replay FX this year. No. So this whole thing is essentially moot. But because I thought it was a spot of fun, I went ahead and I drafted up a, a, a dis, a dis application or a, ropes. a, a, a well, I was, well, yeah, it was, I, I used it, I phrased it in the structure of a roast, but basically I was just submitting a notice that we would not be applying. We would not be applying 
through the invitation to compete because we were not available. But I went ahead and took that opportunity. Unless they want to fly us out there, that could change. Then, uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't, you know, I don't know. I still I, couldn't get I, off work, so it doesn't I, matter. I hear Replay FX is really, really cool. I don't know if I would be annoyed, though, going to Replay FX if I couldn't do Penberg. Right. I think I would just be angry. I, yeah. So I don't want to be. I couldn't get out. the time off work anyway this year. That was the whole thing is I couldn't get that. Mm. I couldn't get that time off work right. this year. Because we so, discussed it. Right. We did. We talked about it rather than Texas. Uh, so anyway. Uh, so yes, I, they had a list of who they, the, the invite could go to other entities, but they had a, in the application, they had a list of podcasts that had been sent the invitation. So we were in there as were a number of other podcasts. So when I wrote that we were declining the invitation to apply, I roasted all the other podcasts that were in the list. Now, I was hesitant to do this because, as you know, Tony, we have a very nice show where we're very nice to people, and we, we were nice, nice to pinball machines until your latest poll. We are nice, good, loving people. Yes. But in the spirit of trash talking, I thought that it was important to to decline the ridiculous application process in the spirit to which it was submitted. So I roasted all the other shows that were in the list. And... That was my nice roast. Tony got my my copy because I needed yeah. him to sign off and say, "Okay, are you okay with this?" I'm not going to put my there? name on something. And I even put in a comment to as a disclaimer, saying, "This is a joke." Which and someone called me out like, you, "How can you trash talk and put in a disclaimer?" I was like, "You can't. You can't really do that." But it's the internet. I didn't know what else to do. We still had someone who yeah. thought we were being really serious and mean. We were being I mean, unserious and mean. It's yeah. different. But, I, guess, I guess you could have done the whole slash S at the end and, oh and gosh, people picked no. it up, up on it. No but. one would get. No one would have gotten. <laughs> no, I actually had a version you did not see, Tony. It was deeply profane. I had a. I had like a R plus rated. Do you still have it? No, no, because I, I. It was just I drafted it. I drafted the first version. I thought this isn't mean enough. So I changed it so that it was just laden with profanity and uh, sexual acts and all sorts. I mean, it was... It sounds wonderful. It, I, I actually thought it was much funnier, but I thought, <laughs> well, while our show is uh, safe for work we and we don't commit to keeping any of the other social media that way, I just didn't think I should do it on Facebook because normally we keep the Facebook pretty clean. Yeah, we try. So, well, we do a pretty good job about keeping everything. I mean... I, People, you don't understand. They don't understand. You don't understand they how don't. hard it is to be so nice and, and quiet and demure and not swear. Yes, demure. That's what everyone thinks of when they hear us. Demure. <laughs> <sighs> that it is, it is a challenge. So anyway, um, but uh, the response was pretty good uh, uh, in terms of the other podcast. The other podcasters that were referenced all seemed to, who saw it at least, all seemed to get it, get the joke. So, so that was nice. And uh, the committee that was doing it did say that if we go to Replay FX in 2019, we're in. They they took that as an, uh, an acceptable application. Essentially, our our our, our dis our our decline got declination. Us. Our declination was an application of that was accepted. So anyway, so that's that's all I wanted to say on that. Tony, the worst of the fall, our last pinball segment, our big pinball segment, your abomination, of, abomination. A, of a contest. 
My, my thing of hatred, my biggest fear going into this contest that, that, especially when we were talking about it on the last episode, because even then we had problems picking out, you know, we're voting for the worst one. The worst one wins. Right. Was that we would have a big issue. We didn't. No. 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 People got, people got people this. People get it. You, 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 you get this. You get me. You really, really do. get me. And your response rate when I last looked was higher than some of the other ones I'd set up. So I guess people enjoy hate. I, I'm still, I'm disappointed in pretty much all of you, but. We're, we're, yeah, we, we're a hate filled organism. Apparently. That, that, that's what that's it right. is. We thrive. I mean, love is good, but hate. Hate makes you strong. And I, I, there was someone who I, and they didn't write into the show. They wrote to me directly and they, they thought it was funny how I was so reluctant to support this hate based poll. And then I ragged so hard on so many games. Like once the decision's made, folks, I commit. <laughs> That's my job. That's my job as a co-host of the show is I need to commit you guys. Even if I think it's a mistake, once the decision's made, you need to make it as successful as possible. So. I'm going to bag on these because a lot of these are trash games. I'm just not going to mask my feelings. So, Tony, I guess uh, you should probably summarize us on, on what the results were right. from round one before we go into what the round two matchups are. Round one results. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. See, I made that sort of epic. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was nice. That was real nice. All right, round one results starting out. Revenge from Mars versus Popeye. Popeye wins. Mm. Yeah, Popeye. You are definitely the worst of those two. I yep. agree. Um, obviously, Guns N' Roses, uh, won over Medieval Madness. Though, somehow, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking trolls, somehow, 10.9% of voters said Medieval Madness was worse than gun, Guns N' Roses. I'm assuming trolls, but, as, yeah. Yeah. And I apparently skipped through my notes, so we'll step back to the second one of the day. It was actually Roadshow versus World Cup Soccer. Oh, yeah. This one we were not in agreement We on. did not agree on this one at all. Hmm. And you won, you dirty It's the, it's dirty the science of it. It's a... Roadshow? It's science. It was close. It was it was 55.6% to 44.4%. Mm. So, I mean, that's close. That, that, it is closer than I thought it would be. But but Roadshow won. And then, let's see, we already did Guns N' Roses Medieval Madness. Uh, Monster Bash and Pinball Magic. Pinball Magic won with 91%. Yeah. No surprise. No. No surprise. Oh, here's another one we disagreed. I'm not seeing the same notes. That's why I get yeah. to be preemptive. Yeah, here. I know. We, we disagreed on this one, too. Godzilla and the X-Files. X-Files won. By a lot? By, by, yeah. By a lot. Because Godzilla is actually a good player. I liked X-Files, though. <sighs> okay. Yep, no, it was 80%. Mm. X-Files got 80%. Yeah. So it wasn't even close. It was it was it was pretty blowout. Um Freddy and Nightmare on Elm Street uh beat Junkyard, which is definitely what should have happened there. Uh Rescue 911 beat Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I I didn't vote in that favor, but I'm not I'm not too surprised. Yeah. And also not a surprise, Twister beat Stargate. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, one that did surprise me a lot, Shack Attack beat Starship Troopers. Hmm. That did not surprise me. 
I did not vote on that one. I didn't because I've never played Shack Attack. I had not either. However, I actually saw, I think it was when we, uh, on one of the shares that we did to get the vote out there to the Kansas City pinball group on Facebook, someone posted on there going, Shack Attack may win this whole contest. So apparently, (laughs) now I did actually, I spoke to him at the 403 Club about that and he said, He's never played it either, but it has a really bad reputation. So <laughs> while we weren't familiar with it, apparently that reputation lives on apparently, in the internet. Because I mean, it was. I mean, I mean, I've played Starship Troopers. It is not a good game mm. in any way, shape, or form. But it was like it's a complete blowout. It was an eighty-eight percent, eighty-eight point six percent win for Shack Attack. Mm-hmm. So Shack Attack must be really. Really bad. I guess so. Wow. Um, Flipper football, big win over Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. Strikes and Spares had a big win over, well, not nearly as big of a win, but still a pretty good size yeah, win that's, over that's a bad a man. That's a good man. Um, the Big Hurt, 93%. I think that's probably, I'm not played Big Hurt, so I didn't vote on this one, but that may be more that just Demolition Man scene is a really good game. Probably. It could be. I, I, I can see it. Um, Barbed Wire beat No Fear, which yeah, it should have. Yeah. I mean, if it was anything else, I would have been in total and complete shock. Apollo 13 beat Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. Yeah, no surprise. Nope. There's not nothing surprising there. Uh, Mario Andretti. Is it Mario or Mario? I always say Mario, but I don't know. Whichever. Andretti beat Independence Day by a fair amount, 67%. It's not bad. I don't know those games, so I didn't weigh in on that. Fast break beat safe cracker. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised uh, I'm either because that's how I thought it would I, go. Because <laughs> safe cracker's the best. It was game. relatively close though. It was close. It was 58 to 41. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. We got lost in space beat break shot. As, uh, we expected that. Yeah, that's no surprise. Now this was my surprise. Royal Rumble beat Cactus Canyon. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I just think it's wrong. Yeah. I think, right. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not. I'm just disappointed. There are a lot of people who think that Cactus Canyon is a great game. They are wrong, but it's driven by a mix of Williams' uh, elitism coupled with rarity, coupled with having familiarity with Cactus Canyon continued. Right. So all those things mixed together, A lot, and a lot of people haven't played WWF. I mean, I, I hadn't. I've been... I've owned and played pinball since 2012, and I didn't play, I didn't play WWF until less than a month ago. And it was so, good. It was, so it was good. good, but I'm not. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I just disagree. South Park beat the Flintstones. Yeah, deserved. Yep, deserved. Um, Tommy beat Theater of Magic by a lot. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I just again, I disagree. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Trilogy beat Congo? Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Easy. Space Jam beat Attack from Mars. Now, here's the problem. People voted for Attack from Mars. Not so, very many. I, it, still. Not very many. I'm assuming either trolls or there were a couple people who didn't understand it the could point. Be. It could be. Uh, there are enough votes that it's it's too hard to know. But, yeah. But when it's less than 5%. Yeah, I know. It's just... It makes me sad. It hurts my soul. It hurts my soul so bad. Um, Jackbot beat Toten. Not surprised. No. Uh, Lost World Jurassic Park beat Champion Pub. Not surprised. No. Uh, 
lost my place. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Well, there's one you missed, the GoldenEye and Maverick matchup. Just before... Oh, uh, I did miss GoldenEye and Maverick. Way back there, GoldenEye. Um, definitely... Wait, no. I um, I made a mistake. I bolded the wrong one for you. I bolded, I, yeah. see, I bolded the winners when I had some time to make it easier for him through the notes, and then I bolded the wrong one. So. Yep, yep. No, Maverick. Maverick beat Goldeneye. Yes, and that is I, not surprising, and that is the right answer. That's not how I voted, but I it's, know it's not, not surprising. I know it's not. But. And then the next one you're ready for is Airborne, number 26. Yep, yeah, Airborne and Viper Night Driving. Viper Night Driving won. That's I, not a surprise. I, I don't think it is either. I just I I never played Airborne, so I don't yeah. know how bad it is. Apparently not. But I do not know how bad, bad Viper Knight is. Yeah, so I'm not surprised by it. <laughs> uh Star Wars Episode One beat Baywatch. Now, by how much? Because you were you refused to acknowledge how awesome Baywatch was. I did refuse to acknowledge how awesome Baywatch was. It was 84.8% to 15.2%. Right. I mean, that, it was a complete blowout. That is, that's how awesome Baywatch <laughs> is. That was not, that Star Wars Episode One is an abysmal game. Because it's not an abysmal game. It's boring. And it's a little <laughs> unbalanced. But Baywatch, with the shark fin flipper and the tower, it's just that good. It's just that good. And the jiggle on the DMD. It's just that good. <laughs> It's just that good. Now, in absolutely no surprise to me, Indy 500, one of the worst games ever created, beat The Shadow. And while it wasn't super close, it was closer than I thought it would be. I really I, thought, I did too. I, I really thought Shadow would be like 10% or less. Really? I figured it'd be I figured 20 or less. Okay. But and it, but yeah, it was it was sixty nine point six to thirty point four. It's it was way closer than I thought it had any right to yeah, be. I just was surprised. Um, Harley Davidson um, beat Scared Stiff. Makes sense uh, by a huge margin. No one, not not unexpected there. Corvette beat Circus Voltaire. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not surprised. surprised. I'm, I don't agree. But I I'm don't not either. Surprised. But I know some other players. Uh, who also think that circus actually is a pretty good playing game. Uh, I don't agree with it, but eh, it's an argument. It's a common argument. And let's see. Waterworld beat no good gophers. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, everything about Waterworld was terrible. I've not played the game. I have no idea. Did I play the game? I might have played it. It was at a TPF uh, in yeah, 2017. And I played it. I might have played it there. Where it's got the big remember. boat, the Shaz, or whatever yeah, it's called, yeah, what you have to attack. Yeah. But No Good Gophers is a good game. Yeah. I don't think that is a good game at all. Really? No. I mean, I'm not saying it's a favorite. It's not on, I my, was actually, it's not on my list. I was thinking but... about it yesterday at 403 Club, and I got mad enough at it. I actually said that teed off was better to someone, and they did not agree with me at all. Obviously, did you get hit? No, no, no one would dare. No one would dare strike me. Um, <laughs> strike um, me down, well, and I will become here, more powerful. Here, here's the thing: Tidoff's <laughs> rules are worse. It's got some seriously unbalanced stuff going on <laughs> going on with it. However, I think the layout's better. So it's sort of like a it's sort of like a you know choose your own adventure. Which path, both paths lead to your death. So it's not much. It's not much of a book. But anyway, and our final thing. World Challenge Soccer beat Who Done It by I'm a lot. Surpri- yeah, I'm not surprised. So, 
Here's our round two matchups. All right, good. It's opinion time. So it's good. We get to the meat of it. Meat. Nom, nom, nom. Starting up the round two matchups. Popeye saves the earth versus Roadshow. (sighs) Oh, come on. Don't even play this. Uh, Hey, you let me. I can draw this out if I need to. And I need to because these are both. Not very good games. You you just you bought that Popeye that was for sale in the area, didn't you? No, I didn't even know. I I set up all searches to filter out crap, so I don't see things like it Popeye. was linked to you on Facebook. I know it was. You went and bought. That's why you were busy. It's probably blocked. It's actually all right. So here, here's the thing: it's Popeye is easily the worst of these two games. Yes, I know. I really, really, really bagged on both of them last episode for good reason. However, I can see the ball on Roadshow. <laughs> I can see the ball. And I'm playing when I'm playing pinball, I need to see the ball. So Lawler understood that. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Even I'm going to put twice the plastic faces on this game, twice the number of flippers it needs on this game, and put in a double path uh, map to travel across the country with one path being greatly point superior to the other, thus ruining the idea of any choice in this game, I'm going to still let you see the ball. Whereas on Popeye, it was like, Ostler just had to deal with a python. And it's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Python is crazy now. He's gone full on crazy. <laughs> so they spent all this time making this elaborate art with this boat for your play field. And they forgot that it was a pinball game. <laughs> so Popeye gets my vote easily. Yeah, mine too. Okay. I mean, I mean, but that's no surprise. I like Roadshow. I know you do. It's Friday. All right. Number two is Guns and Roses versus Pinball Magic. I'm going to vote Pinball Magic. I think. I, I, I think it. It's I just too linear. Uh, I think it's too linear, and I don't think it. I don't think it's very fun to shoot. I'm going to say something terrible here. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the whole pinball and magic themes. Really? Well, I think it's the idea that you can make ball, the ball disappear or levitate or be held and suspend. I, I, I guess it's the idea I, that I, I don't it's the idea that magnets and, and scoops and subways and stuff lend itself to making you think about magic. Some games have done it well. I, I freely admit some games have done it well, but some games do it terribly. I mean, I'm just I'm just assuming that. Yeah, it, no, it, no. Pinball magic that's is why. definitely. Uh, the third matchup is going to be The X-Files versus Freddy. I'm not going to vote on this because, as I noted last time, I don't have any experience with Freddy. I've played Freddy once. Or twice, as I recall. It was mm-hmm. at least once at TPF last year. Uh, so I will go with Freddy. Okay. But you mentioned earlier that you yeah. liked you like I, I like X Files. Okay. Well, uh, it, Rescue 911 and Twister is next in the list. I'm going to vote Twister. I just think it's boring. It's so boring. It's like, yeah, we're kind of, we want to kind of be whirlwind, even the theme's kind of whirlwind, but we're not whirlwind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like the movie, but but Rescue Nine One One, I think is it's a it's a relatively clever game. I, I it should have been more for as long as uh, Premiere spent on it, but but I, I it you know it's based off the show, the yeah. Rescue Nine One One show. It it works for what it is. These are not great. I don't think either are great games, but 
Yeah, no. Twister. I'd, yeah, no, I'm going to abstain here because I haven't played Resident Evil 911 uh, 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 that I can recall. Now, I do have an interesting Twister story. Yes. All right. Is this going to be as good as the Lost in Space story last time? No. Oh, okay. Well, well sorry. Folks, I originally saw Twister in the theaters. So did I. I saw Twister in the theaters with my then-girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And they had to stop halfway through so we could go to the shelters because the tornado sirens went off. Ah, interesting. <laughs> we were at the um, the West Glen. Okay. The old West Glen Theater that you, uh, uh, over there. That's I think it's like a fitness place now. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's just that was that. That's my humorous twister story. I don't have a humorous twister story. The Yes. <laughs> yes. I do like that movie. I enjoyed the crud out of that movie. It was a. Uh, it was funny. Uh, going up in Tornado Alley, it, of course, it resonates more with us than it probably did with other people. Yeah. But it was like Bill Paxton. He was such a good bit character on so many things. He finally got his own vehicle. Yeah. To, you know, that was featuring him. And I thought it worked fine. Yeah. Didn't work well right. for his career. He had to go back to just doing supporting roles. Right. But, right. Hey, that's what it is. Uh,. Next up is Shack Attack versus Flipper Football. Abstaining because I haven't played either of them. Uh, I'm abstaining. Uh, Strikes and Spares versus Big Hurt. Abstaining. I'm abstaining. Didn't play I, have, I, 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 I have this fear that we're going to get down to the final round. Or the final round. The last two for the worst game. Yeah, I'm abstaining. I've never seen these. Uh, if it gets, as it gets further along, what I'll do is I'll actually, most of these should have footage up on YouTube. I'll watch footage. Start hunting that down yeah. footage. Yeah. I've seen footage on some of the, some of the games but, that I've been willing to abstain so far, but we'll have to weigh in at some point just because it's too boring to keep saying abstain. Yeah. So. Uh, next is barbed wire versus Apollo 13 barbed wire. Oh yeah. No kidding. I'm sorry. It, it, even though the one we played was, was misadjusted, even if it wasn't misadjusted, there's no way that game was fun. Yeah. Apollo 13 has its own frustrations, but it, even as bad as I think Apollo 13 shoots, it shoots better than barbed wire. <sighs> yeah. And so. Um, Mario Andretti versus NBA Fast Break. I'll abstain because I've not played Andretti. I'm going to abstain, but I do think Fast Break will not win. Oh, yeah. No. I'm sure. I'm because sure people. The will. only reason Fast Break is here is because Safe Crackers are a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lost in Space versus Royal Rumble. Lost in Space. It is so terrible. Mm. So bad. Do you have a story about how you saw Lost in Space? I told it last time. Are you sure? I thought I did. You did. I was just saying if I could get you to say it again and confuse okay. everyone. <laughs> See if it got any, like, if there was more pain this time. More I, pain I, I doubt, no, there's not going to be more pain. But okay. I, I did. Now, there, when Lost in Space makes it through this round mm-hmm. and continues on, Right. The, I think it will. There'll probably be a story next time because the new Lost in Space TV series hits Netflix on the 14th, I think. Hmm. Or it's either the 14th or the 24th. Okay. It doesn't matter. Lost in Space is going to be in this thing for a while. Okay. So, so, but, but I'm, I'm going to try and watch the new Lost in Space TV show. Is this still a TV show if it's on Netflix? If it's a series? Yeah, I call it a show. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So, 
Um, South Park versus the Who's Tommy Pinball Wizard. Oh, South Park. Oh, it's so South Park. Yeah. It's not even a fight. South Park here. will probably put up a really good fight in this whole thing. But yeah. It depends who it gets put up against, of course. But yeah. Star Wars trilogy and Goldeneye. Now this is a boo boo on my part because I copied down from the bold. So that's oh you're right. Maverick. So that's Maverick. Yes. Yep. You're and right. Star Wars trilogy versus Maverick. Um, Star Wars. Yeah. No. It doesn't matter. Star Wars. Star Wars is worse than either of those games. <laughs> yeah. And I will have to make sure I copied over your your voting poll for the round two votes, which will be in the show notes. Folks, I'll make sure that it actually says a Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. Yep. I, whoa. That's weird. That's probably because I just fixed it. Yeah. My, my notes are, but they're updating like, it, it's, it's like it's updating Morse code because it's <laughs> one yep. single letter appears and then the, the backspaces are going one at a time. How sad. I typed it so fast. Yeah, I know. That's why it was weird because it was going so much slower than how you typed it. So matchup 12 is next. Space Jam versus Jackpot. I'll stay out of it because I haven't played Space Jam and I've never watched anything about it. I've never even seen the movie. You've never seen Space Jam? Nope. Nope. I only watch inspirational sports movies and cartoons are not inspirational. (sighs) This is going to be just like Supernova. I'm going to have to go find a copy of Space Jam for your birthday. Nope. Is that your birthday or was that Christmas? I don't remember. I don't it was remember. bad. It was bad. I blocked it. It was an extra. It was an extra present because it's like Dennis hated this movie. I'm going to buy it for him because it's in the five. Yeah, what a nice thing to do. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's just really sweet. <laughs> Space Jam is not a terrible movie. It's not great. Apparently, it made people feel a little weird. Mm-hmm. But it's not. A terrible movie. Is it a it's, terrible pinball machine? I don't know. I oh, okay. It. I mean, it's not like Cool World bad. Oh. I did see Cool World. Um, the Lost World Jurassic Park versus Viper Night Driving. I'll abstain because I haven't uh, really done anything with Lost World. It's Viper Night Driving. Okay. I think I think you'll end up being right, but for what that's worth. Star Wars Episode One. Versus Indianapolis 500. I'm going to vote Star Wars. Um, I don't really enjoy either of these these games. Uh, But I guess I like Indy a little bit more. Oh, God. See, this one's hard. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, Star Wars is just. There's. I don't even know what. There's nothing. I can't think of anything really redeeming about Star Wars. Indy tried to do some clever stuff. It's unfortunate that it doesn't play well, but... I don't care. Indy 500. I think Star Wars will win, but Indy 500. Okay. I don't... I don't dispute... Our listeners know my problems with that game. Yes. That That game, that's... That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm willing to vote out of pure spite. Okay. Hey, it's whatever you want to pick the worst. Harley Davidson versus Corvette. A Harley. Harley. It's so boring. Oh, gosh. I remember when that was on Pinball Arcade, and I was like, you put this one in? It's like the most paint-by-numbers pinball machine that ever was in the DMD era. It's so – and nothing good about it. It's not – that's the sad thing is it's not, it's not like there's anything that's just glaringly terrible. It's just unfun. 
because it's like, oh, look, red light multiball. Oh, look, here's that other multiball. Oh, look, here's the toy that will eat the ball. Oh, look, it's a motorcycle. Nom, nom, nom. Whatever. It's, <laughs> it's just not, it's just not good. It's just not good. Um, Corvette is, is better. Yep. Yep. I'm going to vote Harley Davidson myself. So our final one, Waterworld versus World Challenge Soccer. I'm not going to vote because, as I've noted, I've not played World Challenge Soccer. I This one's interesting because they're both Gottliebs. And I, we're going to end up with a lot of Gottliebs. We are going to end up probably, with a lot of Gottliebs. As you'd here. expect. Um, I'm going to predict that World Challenge Soccer will win the vote. If anything, it's just a lot fewer people have played it. Yep, makes sense. So That makes sense. We'll see. So that's what we're looking at. That is our... Worst of the fall, our negativity poll. That's right. And we're done with the pinball segment this time. Yay! So, so now... We got we got some video game update stuff to talk about. Here's the thing. What thing? I've learned this recently. Apparently, video games are terrible for you. Are they? They're, they're, they're horrible. They Why? make you crazy. Oh. I don't know. That's what people keep saying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be flat out honest. <laughs> I've barely played any video games. I've, I have not played pinball since Texas. I've barely played any mm-hmm. video games that wasn't that, that, that wasn't Overwatch or something else that I've played in the past. I've played nothing new. And well, what, what have you been doing in Overwatch? Have you played Br- Brigitte? I have played Brigitte. She's the new hero, folks. I like her. Okay. Um, She's a support. She has a little teeny shield, and she has a flail, and she flails around with it. Yeah, I've played her some now. Most of my time has been polishing my Moira play. Okay. So that I've been spending almost all of my time on Moira. She's or, very important or, for or, death ball or, comps. So. Yeah, or Reinhardt or Winston. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get better with Winston. This is Winston. I have bad dive timing. I have bad dive timing. I do have bad dive timing. <laughs> I do not want to. I'm banana. working on it. For some for some reason, I managed to fail to jump out in time. I almost always die. Mm. On oh yeah, a fra- Fraggy does that. Yeah, the professional player Fraggy. He never gets out. Yeah, that's why he's the worst Winston in the league. Right. Um. Yeah. No. That uh, Winston. I actually kind of like Winston a bit, uh, mostly because generally at my level, and I'm usually playing gold or silver tier opponents. Uh, you don't. They don't tend to use Winston. He. But I don't usually play tanks. So. Right. Well, my, my preference is I, I play more support or Junkrat um, or Soldier. I, I I I can play DPS characters. It's just I rarely do in anything other than like random hero. Right. Because you rarely get the chance. And that's what I mostly, I, I, I've been playing the last couple of weeks. I have been playing Overwatch. It's mostly been Mystery Hero or uh, a little bit of competitive. Usually uh, I will play mystery hero to get uh the weekly loot crates from the arcade mode to get new skins and stuff mm-hmm. it's just a, a yep, like, I, mystery mystery hero is always an option there so i'm usually a mystery hero for that i play then, mystery hero unless mayhem's available and then i bounce between mystery hero and mayhem when mayhem makes me angry. i will uh we we do not i usually play with with mike who's been on the show before uh we do not do mayhem uh, but if no limits is an option, we will do no limits. Oh, no limits is good too. Uh, and then uh, sometimes I've done a little bit of competitive, and it has not gone well. It's been um, it's been a mess. I've yeah. lost like 200 SR rankings. Wow! Just because some of it's probably me, uh, and some of it is just I. 
it just seems like I keep getting on a team where someone wants to be Sombra and they just hide the whole time or someone you were only one tank or, you know, we all, it's like, it's a comp disadvantage. Right. Or on the few instances where the comp has been balanced, what we call two by two by two, where you've got two support, two tanks and two damage, which is normally a, a, a good approach, uh, at least to start with. Uh, there'll be a, like no hit scan and there's a Pharah. Or something like and that. And nobody will change the history. No, no one will change. Of no, course not. No. Everyone is like, no, no, we're not doing that. So that's been my Overwatch stuff. Uh, I've been doing more time on Mad Max. Yeah. I Because I'm wanting to finish it, but I needed to do a lot of the side mission stuff because I needed the scrap to upgrade the car or to get access to certain tools mm-hmm. or add-ons I wanted. I'm stuck right now with uh, – I don't know if you've won the game or not. I'm Currently, I'm at Gastown, and I'm supposed to be doing this race where I have to destroy this truck. And it is tilting me off the planet because that's where I am as well. Because every time I try, he seems to get to somehow, even though he's a huge truck, he gets to go faster than me. And they just keep sending in infinite other cars. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have infinite ammo, but I can't repair. I've got a bomb on my car, so I've got to do it all in seven minutes. And I keep quitting out and changing my build, like giving up armor so I can go faster, which helps, except now I can only take like four hits and then I'm gone. Yeah, I seem to recall I tilted yeah. out. And, yeah. And that's so, why I hadn't anyway, played it in a while. So, or when I did play it, I was playing, you know, it's like, I'm just going to wander around the desert. Yeah. 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 So I only got to that today, but I probably spent an hour and 90 minutes on it. And it's just like, I'm done. I'm going to go read a book. So <laughs> that's what I did. But that's all I have for video games. Um, I do have, uh, I know it's not last episode, the episode before I talked about that they'd finally announced that Battletech was coming, was mm. going, was launching in April. Yes. Uh, they did release a new trailer with that included the date. And that is. April twenty fifth. I actually saw a sponsored ad from them on Facebook about it. They are they are everywhere. They're they're hitting hard. That's because they they uh, they cut they did that deal with Paradox Interactive. Mm. Oh yeah. So Paradox right. is handling all their their stuff. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been doing a lot of um, um, they've been streaming a lot of uh, skirmish stuff online uh, for their multiplayer play on like Twitch and stuff. Okay. And they've been doing. They just did a an hour long. Um, video podcast okay yeah there are video podcasts yeah an hour-long video podcast that was just them basically going over the mech bay and modifying mechs and modifying lances and this and that for skirmish they haven't really touched any of the single player stuff for that that's all stuff you're gonna that, that'll hit They're, they haven't gotten into any of the story stuff or anything i'm i'm looking forward to that as everybody knows i'm looking forward to that um I'm lucky, uh, not the week that it comes out, but the following week, because I go on call, I have to take some time off, uh, because of how we handle on call time. Right, right. So I'm probably going to just live in that game for that day. We'll give you stuff to report. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, we made it. I believe to the end of the show it should be all right. I well, mean, we didn't like I said. I so so not done any video games, not done anything. I've mainly been working on cars and around the house. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash eclectic gamers podcast. You can also email the show eclectic gamers podcast at gmail.com. 
We're on Twitter, which never gets checked, and Instagram, which is checked fairly often, at eclectic underscore gamer. And we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Until then, see you later. Two weeks.